0: It's the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood. Not the only Baltimore podcast nominated for Maryland podcast of the year. Vote for Exit vote 52. Vote for us. Um, at Maryland podcast uh, apparently has some awards, and we've been nominated for a few of them. So we hope that you vote. Where can they vote, RDT? Um, we have
1: the, the link has been tweeted out from the Exit 52 account. And I didn't mean to scare people today when I tweeted at nine 30 in the morning, if anyone wanted a big announcement, people were like Lamar trade Debo, is this happening? And I was like, no, we just got nominated for some award. <laughs> like, don't, don't think too much into it. Um, it's like, it's a, it's a Google doc. It's just, uh, again, it's our pinned tweet um, or you can go to at Maryland podcast. And I think they have the link there. So yeah, I mean, I mean, we're up for best Mar- Maryland podcast of the year, which is like the big one host of the multiple hosts of the year. Taylor well, we're trying right? to. Yeah, I supposedly
0: think, I, I'm nominated. We're trying to figure out if Brian Banks is actually – I mean, that's not the first Banks.
1: time that someone's thought your name Never was Never heard Banks. of her. <laughs> what did you <laughs> think
2: of the B-R-Y-A-N? <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't that like a quarter – no, it was Brad Banks. Brad, yeah, Brad Banks.
0: Yeah. yeah. Iowa. Running gun I, I wouldn't would put it in... past
1: some of your friends to like
2: Dude, do I something have, like that. Potentially, I wouldn't either. It's possible. <laughs>
1: um uh,
2: if you didn't know yeah no i don't spell with a y and it's also just not my name but <laughs> <laughs>
1: maybe it is someone else i don't it's know it's fine it Could be no fun.
2: i had the same thing on uh what, what did i do last week before the masters um shit i'm completely You're brain freezing on something right now oh my gosh yeah the, uh, the masters here. uh yeah, it's tough radio. The, um, oh, the betting uh, show dumb. with Kelly in Vegas.
1: And- yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, oh, yeah, day, yeah. Day, money shots. Day money day. shots.
2: That's 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 the one. <laughs> yeah, no, I got the same thing there. But at least I, I think that was spelled correctly.
1: But it is yeah. what it is. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, it's just and, an and then, so again, Maryland Podcast of the Year, hosts of the year, best sports podcast, and then best podcast Twitter. There's
0: some damn good categories right there. Very nice of people to nominate us. Yeah. So go on there and vote and uh, help us win some awards and we will we'll do uh, some giveaways
1: or something i've got some stuff hanging around so yeah we could do that we could do that tweet at us
0: tell us you voted and maybe we'll uh, we'll give a couple things away that's a that's a tremendous idea you're such a giving guy
1: already team it's just a, that's just the father give, give, give. Yeah. the fire the fire to give
2: that sounds like a great name for like a book or something that
1: says well the fire the to, to give. development Arrested Development, the movie or the book was called, I think, The Man Inside Me. So that is great, correct. That great is book what if that you've looks.
2: never read. That <laughs> Tobias, oh, hey, now. Tobias, okay. <laughs> oh, what a character! Um, Even better cover. My mom, talk about fears. That guy.
0: Well, we are gonna, yes. And speaking <laughs> of fears, after, uh, after uh, revealing RDT's fear of flying um, on the show, we're gonna do a fear starting five draft um so we'll see how that goes I based on last week RDT your board can kind of have you know as your fifth pick you can pretty much take flying because I, I think you me and banks are not going to take that unless we interpret the draft as just overall fears but it doesn't seem like either of us are scared of it so you should be good on that um but we will do that later in the show obviously Nick Cannon lead Maryland person of the week but let's start actually it is baseball season but let's start with I think really the biggest I guess I say that it was the biggest sports news of maybe the last 24 hours. And then we had the Jay Wright retirement right before we started recording here in the last couple of hours. We can get to the, maybe that maybe later, but Debo Samuel requesting a trade fra- from the San Francisco 49ers. It was initially reported that he was just looking for a new contract that quickly devolved into him re- reportedly, once again, requesting a trade. And, you know, as I think has become common with the receiver market, the Ravens get tossed into the potential teams that you know Samuel could be interested. In, the Ravens interested in him. Now, obviously, the interesting part about Debo Samuel from a Ravens perspective is all the things he brings to the table offensively, besides being a receiver, that seemingly fits into what the Ravens do. His ability to get the ball handed to him out of the backfield, come on sweeps, and 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 get the ball in a thousand different ways you saw him utilized by Kyle Shanahan and company in San Francisco. And I think Marcus Spears tweeted something like, it just feels like Debo Samuel's a Ravens kind of guy. So that now has come into play. Now the Debo Samuel trade would both involve, I would assume decent size capital because you're going to be up against a decent amount of teams to grab him. And you're going to have to re-sign him to a contract. That seems north of $20 million a year based on now what we're seeing. So I go to you first, Banks, your thoughts on a Debo Samuel to Baltimore hype train, for lack of a better word, and and what that looks like. And if it actually happens, his potential fit and and the the assets the Ravens would have to give up to get him.
2: It seems pretty unlikely. It's just one of those types of moves that the Ravens just don't really do. Like they don't go out and get that big name guy via trade and give up assets to make that happen. They try to, you know, draft their own guys and develop their own guys. Um, So just first and foremost, it just seems unlikely to me. It would be out of character for them. But um, with that said, like I, I am with all those things that you just said about uh, being a great fit and I, of course, I saw the, the angry mob on Twitter like, yeah, just wait until you see what Greg Roman does to ruin Debo Samuel, blah, 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 blah. No, he would do the opposite. I mean, there, he, the things he does bring to the table and, you know, again, there are deficiencies that Greg Roman has and, I'm you know, we don't need to go down that road. But the things that he does well are the things that Debo Samuel would do. And we have the personnel to to make him more successful with with blockers and schemes and those types of things. And the threat of Lamar Jackson paired with that. And he would be a great fit. There's no question about that in my head. Um, How much do we need him? He would be be a luxury, like a really nice luxury. Um, He would make us a better team. There's no question about that. Um, Are we in a desperate need type situation? Like maybe you know, 15 years ago when we needed a wide receiver, we tried to get Terrell Owens. Is it that type of situation? Not, not at all. And Hollywood Brown is, you know, he has his skill sets and, and they're quite opposite from Debo Samuels. Um, so he would be a good compliment to that. But Rashad Bateman looked pretty strong in the, in the half season and change that he played. And I'm excited to see what he looks like with the fall off season now that he's fully healthy. So I'm expecting big things from him. And, of course, we can improve in the spots behind him. Um, you know, Devin DuVernay is like a poor, poor, poor man's version of Devo Samuel, maybe, or at least that's what people want to think or envision him as. Um, but, you know, he, he has some use in this offense. So, you know, there is probably room for the Ravens to bring in somebody else to as, you know, depth. But I don't know that we need to go out and get a top-tier guy and, you know, pay – 20 plus million plus what I, I have no idea what the asking price is for Dito Samuel, but I would imagine it's a first and something else or something to that degree. I, I could be wrong on that. I I've read as to what that might be, but I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced that that's worth the investment for us.
1: It's, it's weird too, because obviously you guys talked about him, like how Greg Roman would use him, how the Ravens could use him, you know, how you just use him in that offense with Lamar. I think I read that he was because they were like, he, the the 49ers want to sign him right now. They were like, they they were offering him like $25 million a year. Like if, if he wanted to be there, he would, it wasn't just like, he wants a new contract. Like you said, it went from, I want a new contract to I want to trade. And apparently the rumor was he didn't like how he was being used. So it's like, does he not like the carries and being involved? Like the running back he was, because they, again, it's like, well, if, if he doesn't want to do that, is he going to want to come to another team and not, not just the Ravens? Like, is he going to want to go to another team and be used that way? Because again, like, I, as a Titans fan, people are like, I want AJ Brown to be used, you, you know, like, like Debo Samuel. People are like, you know, you should use Devin Duvernay like Debo Samuel. And it's like, well, Debo Samuel doesn't really want to be used as Debo Samuel. So it's a weird thing right now. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it's it, it'll be interesting to see if the 49ers budge, they don't have to. I mean, they hold pretty much all the leverage they can, they, you know, they're going to try and sign him, And, and if he's not going to do that, then they're going to be like, all right, we'll find you for every practice you miss and we'll see a training camp or whatever. But obviously, you know, like, like you were talking about the Ravens come up in every one of these. So this, this seemed like the natural, you know, hashtag come to the Ravens was being tweeted. And I didn't really see any of the players like openly courting him. Like they have been in the past, but I don't know. Still plenty of time for that.
0: I think the interesting part about his overall usage and in in the reporting done about this, it sounds like that money is apparently less of the issue and he's more concerned about his use on the team. And I think, and, and you go through the quotes and he was like pretty happy, obviously with getting all the touches. He called it playing like wide back is what he called his position. But I think on a team, I I think there's differences between like getting the ball in a lot of different ways and literally playing running back. And last year at times at the end of the year, he was just playing running back. Mm -hmm. And in terms of longevity and how people look at you as a receiver, that's great until you're taking the wear and tear of a running back. And those guys have, you know, a a very short average lifespan where they can get paid on like receivers who can, you know, play pretty well for a while. So on a team like the Ravens, I don't think, that would be as much of a concern because the Ravens are very invested in having JK Dobbins and Gus Edwards lead the charge in terms of carries out of the backfield, but they c- could then distribute the ways Samuel gets the ball in other in, you know, in other, you know, jet sweeps or short passes or other things that help him, you know, get out in open space and, and his incredible open field ability, which, you know, everyone in the NFL has seen it. He's electrifying. I mean, he's an electrifying, electrifying player. Um, I thought an interesting tweet um, from from Spencer Schultz, you know, Baltimore beat down, of Baltimore beat down fame, um, you know, obviously locked into all the the film and the draft stuff too. Ninety percent of ninety five percent of mocks and conversations about what the Ravens do with pick fourteen are either a defensive player or an offensive lineman, which is one hundred percent true. That's what you see in every single Ravens mock draft. I've been asking myself this question a lot: What can the Ravens do with the fourteenth pick to make their offense nuclear, a dominant yak yards at their catch? presence does that essentially saying do you do you go get Debo Samuel with the 14th pick which would be a lot to give up for a player like a top 15 pick for a guy you don't necessarily have locked up long term is a big gamble but do you just go all in on a really really dominant explosive offense with incredible weapons I mean look the Ravens have nice receiving options now as opposed to like mediocre ones and seemingly or shot Bateman potentially breaking out next year. And you have a thousand yard season, Hollywood Brown, but you put Debo Samuel on the field with all of those guys. And maybe you're talking about an offense. If you can get the offensive line, right. That if you can just play enough defense, you've got a chance to just outscore everybody in an era of football. That seems like teams just kind of want to outscore teams. Um, That would be interesting. Now we did just see St. Louis, your St. Louis, Jesus, LA win with a um, talk about like having a decade ago on your mind. Um, with like a, you know, obviously a dominant defensive player in Aaron Donald, but obviously had a ton of pieces offensively. It, it's, it, it's interesting. That was just an interesting way to look at it. Like, do you just invest totally in a, and this could be any of these guys that are now looking for contracts. Maybe you go get it anywhere, one of these guys, but Debo obviously I think makes the most sense for the Ravens and that, but there's no real smoke to this. It's just obviously been the dominant topic. Like where can Debo Samuel go? And the Ravens are on
2: all those articles. They're in every single one. So, Yeah, I did see uh, some of those odds come out of where he's going to play next. And the the first one was 49ers minus 205. So you start with that and you say, okay, it looks a lot like, at least according to Vegas, chances are, you know, quite good that he doesn't go anywhere. The Ravens were maybe fifth or sixth on the list. So they're kind of like in the picture a little bit. And it was around plus eighteen hundred. I want to say um, they're in the picture, I guess, in Vegas's eyes. But they're not like knocking on the door. They're not the team that's really making the push here. So we'll see.
0: I also think, and then we'll 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 move on um, from this. It seems like the 49ers kind of do this in my some of my reading. Like they. Are pretty hard in the contract negotiations. They're fine with like players signing right up until training camp begins. So I think they like to play a little hardball. Obviously, Debo's playing a little hardball, and who knows? He could just end up right there. I mean, he's so much of what the 49ers do offensively. You would think eventually they're going to come to their, you know, whatever the number is and figure it out. But we shall see. But that was a, you know, it feels like every week there's a new player that pops up in a trade room or on free agency that's like, oh, Oh, uh, you know, here come the Jersey swaps, here come the <laughs> blah, 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 blahs. And this week it was Debo Samuel. So c- congrats to Debo on that. Um, let's get to the Baltimore Orioles um, who ooh, I think ooh. are pitching at a, are pitching at a level that
2: we're not going to, uh, we're not going to. Oh, them. true. So yeah. Soldier?
0: I, you know what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to insult Miles Boykin like that. I was going to see it such a, unfor- you know, a forgettable career. I just forgot about talking about him. Yeah. Miles Boykin gone.
2: Training camp superstar.
0: I mean, j- kind of sad they couldn't trade him for anything. I mean, that pretty much shows you his value around the league. V- no, him, sad. There were deals Ooh.
1: likely. I thought a deal
0: was likely. Well, Someone that's what that some people were, were saying.
2: Well, one said, "You'll never guess who." So.
0: Oh. check our Twitter for more. Check the check that space. <laughs>
3: yep.
0: Yeah, I mean, what what do you say about Miles Boykin? I mean, I you know, you thought maybe he would be kind of the yin to. Hollywood Browns Yang as a, you know, bigger receiver, red zone target, a guy you can kind of, you know, throw the jump ball to just, you know, stops and starts with injuries and you hope that he gets somewhere else. Well, he went to the Steelers. So you, I guess you don't hope it goes well, but for his sake can catch on a little bit more, but just never really got the train never really got out of the station on uh, Mr. Boykin.
2: Yeah, it's just a, We, we've had so many of these come through. You think about your DeVar Darlings and even ones that had flashes in the pan for a year or so, like your Clarence Moores and your, oh, uh, uh, man, there was a Brown, Marlon Brown, mm-hmm. Randy Hines, man, just guys that you thought were Randy huge, sizable. Yeah, sizable receivers that could turn into something for us, and it just doesn't go that way. Um,
0: you know, training camp
2: superstar. I don't know what more to say about it um don't love where he's going but that's for them to figure out i don't know i don't much care for it say that
1: i i saw some i forget it was a tweet it was a graph it was something that was like you know they took everyone's grades um their 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 height their weight they took all their scores from the combine and you know they gave it uh, whatever like a score you know and they they combined all this stuff and they were like the Ravens have drafted like two of the top fifteen most athletic receivers in the last like ten years. And it was Rashad Perryman and and um Miles Boykin. Mm. So it was just like ah, uh, you know Congrats Again, to it's, us. Yeah, which is that's something nice to hang your hat on. Just wanted to throw that. Thank in you there. for that. Yep. Yeah, you would
0: enjoy that. It's just it's just tremendous drafting. It does Speak this, uh, this 29. Look, we we love praising the Ravens drafting and rightly so, but this 20 this 2019 draft is starting to look a bit suspect. Let's go through it for Baltimore Ravens fans. Hollywood Brown with the 25th 25th pick that's trending in the right direction. We like that. Thousand mm-hmm. yard season, he's gotten better. He look, Hollywood's had his his um his tough times with Ravens fans, but. Can't knock what he did this year. He had a hit a nice year. In the second round, Jalen Ferguson. Sack daddy. Sack daddy.
2: At least he got that going for us.
0: Four and a half sacks in his uh his Ravens career. So, you know, <laughs> not sure that's what you're looking for. Um, let's see who's next. Oh, wait, it's Miles Boykin who is now off the team. Then we have everyone's favorite, the judge, Justice Hill. He's done absolutely nothing with the Ravens. (laughs) Ben Powers, fourth-round pick. What would you give your grade on Ben Powers' Ravens career? Uh,
2: As a fourth-round pick? Sure. C. C. Okay. Just for that, where that draft slot was, just C the organization fourth death.
0: round, four picks later, Imam Marshall. F. One total tackle, and he's gotten <laughs> hurt. He's gotten hurt yep. like six times. So I mean, it's unfortunate. You, you, you know, that's he's had ba- very bad injury luck. But look, this is how it goes. You're on. You're on the X2 Draft gr- Grading Show. You get no. Know, uh, Dalen Mack done nothing. Trace McSorley, nice. has it a, a couple of fun moments not on the team anymore. The best thing to come out of this draft other than uh, Hollywood is Patrick McCary as an undrafted free agent out of Cal. So yeah, that I don't doesn't know, really count. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if, if Eric DaCosta will look back at this draft and be like, Ooh, really knocked that one out of the park. But you know, that's drafting. It is what it is. Sometimes you, you do everything you can to try to get it right. And it doesn't happen. But at this point, the Ravens have not gotten a ton out of the 2019 draft. Obviously, super relevant. We're not that far removed from that draft. So um, we'll see. Maybe some of those guys end up emerging. Maybe Miles Boykin becomes great with the Steelers, but they've they've already gotten more. They've already gotten more out of this, you know, out of the, the 2020 draft with Patrick Queen as a starter, JK Dobbins is a starter. You know, Matt Abouque showed some flashes and done some things. Duvernay, as we talked about, he's a pro bowler, he's a returner. Um, so, Tyree Phillips and Millie Karrison have played, you know, which you, can, you can't say from the 2019 guys. So, Miles Boykin, we pour one out for you. Thank you for your service. Appreciate it. Orioles time. Um, RDT, can you explain what's going on with the Orioles pitching staff right now?
1: Uh, I mean, I'm looking at the numbers now, and I, I have no idea like so it's this is from Nathan Ruiz Baltimore Sun Orioles ERA the past 9 games is one six seven. their best stretch since that's September disgusting. 2016 they haven't had a 9 game stretch uh, below 2.4 either like then i mean, it, it their, their pitching is unbelievable and it's this is being done without John Means and like obviously that's the big news is he's probably done for the year um with the elbow strain and that sucks i mean that's That when that news came down, it was like, who the hell is going to pitch for these guys? And now it's like, I I tweeted earlier, we we dogged on Jordan Lyles, like that signing, like this is the signing you're going to do, blah blah blah. Jordan Lyles has been a dog since ever since his first start. Even his first start wasn't horrible, wasn't great. Um, Struck out six and five scoreless tonight in Oakland. Um, He's he's been really really good, and like he's doing what they what they brought him in here to do, which is just eat up innings and and like, just get it to the bullpen. And that's, that's what he's doing. It 15 innings pitched and three starts, 18 hits, six runs, one home run, six walks, 12 K's like nothing. Spe- I mean, it, it's been, it, I think he's been very good, especially his last two starts, but like overall, I, I think he's been very good. Um, it's, it's just, it's bizarre. I don't know what's happening. Like Spencer Watkins, I was shitting on him the other night. What did he do? Like five innings, one hit, one run ball. That's, I mean, that's it's unbelievable. Like the stuff that they're getting from these guys. Chris Ellis came up again, five innings, like one hit, one run. Awesome. Tyler Wells has been really good in his start. Um, Bruce Zimmerman has been fantastic too. Like the hometown kid, like he's, I think he's, he hasn't given up a run yet. Um, he, he's pitching his ass off. Even everyone in the bullpen, not named Travis Lakens, who blew that game for them on Saturday. I mean, Dylan Tate's been awesome. This guy, CNL Perez, is awesome. Jorge Lopez had a kind of shaky outing early on. He's, he was nails tonight. He, he's looked really good. Joey Crable, like Paul Fry's finding himself. If you're not on the Felix Bautista train right now, you got to get on the train. This guy is 6'8", like 270. His re- I, We tweeted that from the account today. He had a, his fastball he threw last night. That was like 98. His release point is like 7'3", and he's coming straight down and throwing it at you. And it's, I mean, it's unhittable. It's unbelievable. He's a monster. Brian Baker, like who, who are these guys? Like Mike Bauman has been great. Keegan Aiken is awesome out of the bullpen. The the bullpen and the pitching has been the the most fun part to watch this year. And like, I didn't think that would be it. That would be the storyline with, with this, with this team. I thought it was going to be the offense. Like I'm looking, I mean, right now the Orioles as a whole have, their ERA is two five seven. That's the fourth best. It's Giants, Dodgers, Yankees, and when you look at those, I think you're like, yeah, those those lineups are pretty good. Like the Orioles have a better um, ERA as a team right now. It's better than the Mets. Like that's take that, Buck. Just saying. Um, I, I I don't know. I have no idea what's going on. And like, are you trying to start something with Buck? Uh, no, no, no. I would never. I would never. Buck would <laughs> trust, you know, Buck Daddy. Um, <laughs> oh, but. Again, I mean, it's it's not going to last like it's going to explode at some point. I think that's just it's just going to happen. Um, but right now, I mean, th- this team is – is the pitching is unbelievable, and it, it's very fun to watch night in and night out. They're just not giving up runs, and I don't understand it. I just – I don't get it.
0: You wonder – it's funny that we've had, you know, DL and Grayson on talking about what they've done development-wise with pitchers and how bought in those guys feel like. Were, those guys seem to be in what the the Orioles do from a development perspective and maybe we're starting to see that and like you said look this could be a week stretch and it could blow up in three weeks and the Orioles will have a you know six ERA and whatever it is and it'll be a disaster but maybe they are sort of starting to impl, you know the organizational changes they're making even though they don't have you know the big big bopper prospects up and look I've been on the record on here a thousand times. So I'm not taking it back about how I want to, you know, want to see those guys up, blah, 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 just to, just as a fan to see, make it exciting. I understand the the organizational reasons why they wouldn't, but you just like want to go to the ballpark and see the guys you hope that leads you to glory in a couple of years out there. But maybe that's resulting in the results that we're seeing, you know, you, you have a little bit more, not a regular spring training because of the lockout, but you have those guys down there and and everyone's kind of, you know, pulling from the same end of the rope. And, and maybe you start to see those results um, in a big way about how they're adjusting to, um, you know, and how they're getting better. So, and maybe it's the wall. The other people are saying maybe it's the wall. I, I'm not saying that because the wall looks, by the way, continues to look ridiculous, but um, it's impressive. And it, it's, it's, if they could just, if they could do it for a couple months and then kind of play their way into the, the parts where you think like a Grayson or a Bradish or some of those guys will start to get called up and you start to build a little bit of an identity. That'd be kind of nice. Like to have something about the team you can hang your hat on where it's like, Oh, this team just pitches great. Like that starts to give you a little bit of an identity and give somebody that's like, Oh, we win one, nothing games, like whatever. The offense stinks, but our guys are, you know, throwing incredibly and we have some depth or whatever. I think that would be cool to see. Obviously want the, the runners and scoring position numbers on the offensive side have been, Atrocious and it's been well talked about and and the fact that O'Dor was the one to break the Orioles out of that is just bizarre <laughs> considering his uh the state of his career and how he will he will probably not be a lot around here for long And in terms of the Orioles future, hopefully future glory days. But um yeah, give those guys a lot of credit. It's a lot of unheralded names. Like as you said RT, the key like phrase was who are these guys? I mean that's mm-hmm. I mean and we follow the team and it's just like they some of those guys, I mean, you know Dylan Tatey's been around for a little bit, Kigin been around for a little bit, but Yeah. And the Bruce Simmer needs to be a tremendous story. I hope that doesn't end for him. It's, it's, it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. I mean, again, he's living, he's living out every kid's dream, like growing up 30 minutes from the ballpark and then like, Oh, you're starting there on your home opener. Um, uh, It, and this is going back to what you were talking about, Taylor, like what's going on with, you know, either the new, you know, Chris Holt and something's going on with the pitching down there. And Brian, you could probably speak to this more, just playing, you know, baseball for a long, long time. Andy Koska, Kostka, I think. Oscar, the, oh, former Mar-
0: former Maryland beat writer. Love my guy Andy yeah. He's gonna he will do a great job for Orioles fans.
1: So here, I mean, he 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 wrote this article. It's in the Sun, so it's behind the paywall. I can't read it right now. Entering Sunday, the Orioles threw fifty two point nine percent of their pitches for strikes, the highest rate in the league and the club's highest since pitch tracking data became available through Statcast in two thousand eight. How a subtle change to how the catcher set up. So I think someone was saying because again I haven't read it they were just saying that they're setting up more down the middle of the plate instead of, you know, I think my guess is instead of setting up more inside or setting up more outside. And you know, it's like one of those things that just gives the umpire a, a better view. So you're so creating, like, you
0: think they're creating an illusion of a zone of where
1: the ball is It down? could be Um, again, you know, can you, what was the
2: stat again? 52.9% of pitches were strikes. Is that what it said? Pitches
1: for strikes, the highest rate in the league and the club's that highest be- rate
2: pitch is not swung at or something because I right, see I'll really have to low. read it, but
1: it, it just said 52.8 pitches thrown for, or, Oh, here we go. It's not lo- Oh, It is locked right now.
2: It's probably right. just pitches that weren't swung at anyways. Swung
3: at, yeah.
2: yeah. So I guess I have a, a bit of a theory as to why the, that sort of change might be an improvement. Um, the pitch framing has become such in vogue. Like it's such a thing that the catchers work so hard on nowadays and where they set up and all those types of things where I'm curious if umpires have started to really like catch on to the little subtle things that catchers do and don't do to try to steal strikes as opposed to just, you know, catching it and letting the pitch be what it is. So I'm almost wondering if umpires have started to be conditioned to, you know, if, if, okay, let's, let's say it's a, it's a two strike count. It's O2. What I like to do when I catch and what I like pitchers to do is set up like well outside and then try to work that two-seam backdoor fastball where it starts out, it starts off the plate for sure and finishes off the plate, but because the catcher kind of moves his glove, back. so I'm, I'm moving my hand as if you know everybody <laughs> listening can see it, he's set up six inches out off the plate, and then the pitch goes, you know, finishes four inches off the plate. Well, the umpire will see the, the, the glove move, you know, towards the plate and I'll catch it, stick it there. And it might look more like a strike that I feel like that is something that every catcher is, you know, trying to steal strikes with that sort of methodology. And I'm wondering if ours have started to become, you know, very aware of the little things that you know, catchers are doing to try to steal strikes and almost like combating them by calling them balls where, you know, you know, it's almost like a pendulum and now the pendulum's swinging the other way where, you know, the catchers that set up more honest, so to speak, or set up over the plate, like maybe that's that's just kind of a subtle kind of, you know, swing of the pendulum back in the other direction where um, – and maybe the Orioles have called on to that or something. I have no idea. But um, it's an interesting – because, you know, you would think like, oh, you should be set up behind the plate all the time, or more down the middle all the time. So maybe it's something that works for the pitchers more so because, they're you know, pitchers can be very finicky about – how they like catchers to set up. I like I like my catchers to set up the way I ch- kind of describe it. You know, set up off the plate. You know, so we'll, we can try to steal one. But um, like I said, I th- it might be kind of like the reaction, kind of over the years here of umpires being conditioned almost, you know, to to avoid being tricked so to speak. Maybe that's the case that's happening.
1: And I, I mean, another thing again that people are talking about is. It's, it's Robinson Chirino's back there. You know, most of the time, Anthony Benboom is there too, but Pedro Severino was a horrible defensive catcher. And again, you're talking about framing, just catching the ball in general. I mean, again, John Means would have had a perfect game if he just blocked the ball and he just, he put zero effort into blocking it. And people were saying like, not, not that the, you know, all these guys were up here throwing to Pedro Severino last year, but like maybe these guys feel more confident that they can throw these strikes and your catcher is going to catch it like he should, or he's going to frame it like he should, you know? So that, I mean that's something else to to think about. I don't know. I, I'm I, I'd love to read the article. I may try and jailbreak it or something and try and try and find it that way. Um, but no. it's, it seems like an interesting one. But uh, yeah. support
0: your local businesses. So
1: yeah, support them so. and pay for it. But and if you do, just copy. <laughs> and paste not the way them. to win uh,
2: podcast awards. No, <laughs> we're not winning um, newspaper awards.
1: But
0: there's no doubt. Uh, it's funny. I was reading the. It, this sparked me, so I went to the article. I was reading Dan Connolly's uh, chat on the Athletic that he does. And someone asked the question, Alan R asked the question morning, Dan, how much do you think the new catching combo of chernos and Ben boom um, has had on the early pitching success, success, excuse me. And kind of said, let me answer it this way. I've been super impressed by the quality of the catching this year in comparison to the past few years. Those guys are a world, those guys paraphrasing said the names, but are a world above Severino and Cisco. I don't know mm-hmm. how much of this year's early pitching success directly related to the change in catchers. I don't know, but it surely can't hurt. So it definitely, there's no way it's not an improvement, you know? And, and I think guys, and even, I remember, you know, when we worked at, I'm sure banks speak to this as a former player, but I think when you're as a pitcher, when you're confident in the guy behind the plate, that changes a lot of, you know, how you feel on the mound. Like when our guys back in 2015 in Maryland, when they pitched to Kevin Martir, they knew the ball was going to be received perfectly every single time. And he was gonna, you know, do everything he, can, he could to, it just can totally change confidence. Yeah.
2: The mental element is just as much about the pitch calling as it is anything else. So maybe they're just calling pitches better. Maybe they're going into games with a more strategic approach, you know, as to what they're going to call and when, and when I, when a pitcher doesn't have to think about what's called and he just sees the number and he's like, I feel great about what my guy's putting down there. Like that can go a long way for a pitcher. So maybe that's something that I think trust can be built and lost um, between pitchers and catchers, and and it's possible that um, there was some of that lost with Severino over time, and and it's just possible that you know Torino's has really come in and and bought these guys and had them buy into to what he's calling and things like that. So
0: it's definitely an interesting discussion, and I think it speaks to if what you know. I haven't read any of his articles either, but in terms of the way it looks like, you know, you sort of described it, RDT, like the, the Orioles are clearly not giving up an inch in terms of analyzing and looking where they can find little advantages to try and propel them forward. And if it's in fact catcher positioning based on data they're seeing, because you know they're tracking all of it. I mean, you love that if you're a fan in terms of them trying to find any little thing Cause once you have the real talent up there, you'd think those things will take you over the top um, hopefully in, in playoff and, and winning situ- situations and kind of marrying the analytics with the baseball feel um, that they're trying to put forth Orioles four and eight at this point, uh, the series, went over the Yankees was fun though. that Friday night game uh, looked like it had an awesome crowd at uh at the stadium. And um, you know, that's what you like to see winning a nice little series in front of the Orioles. That's good for fans. And, um, glad that people are out of the yard. We're not opening days. We talked about last week, but then to to win the series against the Yankees was nice to start out the season. Obviously, don't expect the Orioles to be in playoff contention or anything, but nice little moments like that. Um, hopefully, we'll get some more people in the ballpark as we move through um, the year. Do we want to talk about Masson? Should we just we might have to do a Masson segment every week at this point. There, There's always I- something.
1: You talk about like remote broadcasting and all that. Yeah, or? I mean, I think we have to talk about it. They're they're not getting it as bad as the Angels are, and Matt Vasgersian. Yeah, because is getting killed. That, and that's a different. It's a different animal because he does so much stuff for MLB Network, and he lives in New Jersey. And I think that was part of his thing where he's like, "I'll do the Angels games," but I'm. That's why he's staying in New Jersey is because he does, blah blah blah, game of the week, and he does all that stuff on MLB Network. So. You know, but I mean, like his call on the, I think it was Brandon Marsh. That home run was awful where it had said, oh, fouled away. Uh, check that, uh, you know, it's four rows deep in the left field. And it's like, what do we, you know? He's had well. A he's of done- also,
0: it, it also got sparked by the call that the first pitch against Otani, which he thought was, you know, you oh, know he's called poorly. <laughs> and like when you're going to, like, you know, if Ke- it was, you know, poor Kevin Brown, who I actually think that they're right, I great. think that the Orioles three person booth with, Brown, Jim Palmer, who is definitely still got some gas in the tank, but obviously coming towards the end of his career, you would think. And then um, ben, ben McDonald, um. who I've grown to really like on college baseball stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he does a really, I've said this on the show before. I mean, he does a really good job on the CWS. Um, I thought those guys had a nice little chemistry going and, and kind of bounce back forth. I think Kevin Brown is a guy that I think Royals fans are going to really start to like, but man, that's such a tough thing to have to try to call it off the monitor you're sit, you, you know you're sitting here you haven't time adjusted to like what they would be out in oakland and you're sitting here at you know 11 o'clock and those guys did a pretty good job like credit to that but they gotta i mean maybe they're waiting for the team to be worth from a performance perspective setting an ounce on the road but i hope this isn't like what they do forever it just feels like a very weird thing But that is becoming a hot topic the old remote broadcast between the orioles and the angels the angels For sure, more of a national story with Fescursion's profile. It's it's, the players he's calling, but it's
1: going to be talked about. And like I said, like Britt Giroli was tweeting about it. I know, you know, someone on baltimorebaseball.com was writing about it. Like they've just said, like, it's just time to get these guys back in. And like a perfect example was today, where on the the game winning hit, you know, the go ahead hit in the sixth inning or whatever, um, Kevin Brown didn't call it like, oh, and that ball's through until the center fielder had the ball. And it's like, you know, it was it was, a, it was a ground ball right up through the middle of the infield. And, you, you know, it got it tipped off Andrew's glove. But the, the center fielder legitimately had the ball before he said, oh, and that, you know, it's through. And, you know, he's going to score. And it's like it's embarrassing for him, but it's not his fault. And, like, that's what I tweeted out when they, when they announced that they were going to do this. Like, don't shit on Scott Garceau or Melanie Newman or, you know, Jim Palmer or Ben McDonald or these guys for messing up a call like that. Because again, they're they're watching it just like we are, like they're watching the same feed we are, and like it's hard to read a ball off a of bat on TV sometimes. Like it is, it's 100 you know, I mean, hard. How many times is the ball fouled back and you're like, oh, oh never mind. You know, I thought I thought he got that I one. I mean,
0: how many times do you think? I mean, to defend Vasgersian, where you think a guy gets into it and you're like, oh, that's a home run, and then it's you know in front of the warning track because they missed, just missed every Yankee game. Yeah, I mean, every the John Yankee Sterling game. thing, he's not even <laughs> John calling Sterling, the things remote. If he was, I mean, if
1: he was a dog, he'd be put down. Like he, he's awful. Yeah. And you
0: wonder like, and I know some Yankee fans and and they defend John Sterling to the death and I get it. Like you grow up with a guy and he's your guy, right. You know, but you don't want, you don't want to, not that it's going to define his legacy. He'll be remembered as, as you know, a voice of the Yankees and all those different things. But God, I mean, you don't want to also trot this guy out and embarrass him every year, and I'm sure it's a tough spot for the Yankees because I'm sure they don't want to push him out, you know, whatever, whatever, and that's, you know, John and Susan is a religion for for Yankee fans, but ooh, some of those are tough to listen to. Mm-hmm. Tough, Absolutely. tough to listen. Those clips are unbelievable. <laughs> um,
1: re- Real quick, too, just one last thing in the Orioles. The means, the means thing is a real bummer, I think. And Huge bummer. This just goes to show that, like, the whole arbitration thing with him is like th- that makes this so much worse. I think just because again, it's like you want to see this guy who, who has had almost like a storybook kind of career where, you know, came up in was a 2019 like had that great opening weekend in, in New York and embarrassed judge and embarrassed Stanton and made a name for himself. You know, he was the guy who he had a LinkedIn because he was looking for jobs. Cause he didn't think he would, you know, make the MLB roster has a great year you know next year his dad ends up dying and and you know and then he has the whole back and forth with that and then the you know almost perfect game no no and it's like this guy is going to be the ace of the team you know he's going to be on the team for a while it seems and then he gets cut down with this injury which again i don't think he's going to pitch the rest of the year it doesn't seem like it at all um and again it was just a very fluky like i was at the game i'm sitting on top of the wall and i'm like all right you know 50 pitches through four innings only two two runs like trot him out there for a couple more innings and then next thing you know by the time we walked around to the family and friends section he was out of the game and and his wife was already down in the tunnel and it was like this is weird like he didn't just get pulled for nothing so it was it's very bizarre and it sucks for him cuz again it's like if there's one guy you know if there's a couple there's a couple guys on the team who everyone seems to resonate around and it's it's Trey it's Cedric and it's and it's Means um so it's going to suck if he's not part of this and again whether it's He, you know, he does well, the team stinks and they trade him to a contender. Like, you know, that's not the worst thing in the world either. I want him to be here, but if he could go to another team and help them win, I would love to root for him there. But, um, I I think that injury just really sucks and and watching him this year, I think would have been a lot of fun, especially with a lot of these young guys who have talked about means as like the mentor and the veteran, which is weird. It's gotta be weird for him because again, he was looking up to those guys two years ago. So I I just wanted to touch on that. I, I think that's a big blow. Um, I hope, you know, that he does come back, but it just, I don't, I don't know the, from the, the tones and the way that everyone's talking, it doesn't seem like, like we'll see him again this year. So. He's also,
0: you know, we we talked about the success of the pitching staff, but he was also easily the guy you could throw out every five days and feel like you had a chance to win. The, oh yeah. The Orioles, yeah. despite now having pitched well the first week of the year, essentially they have nobody currently now on the roster that can do that. And that's Chris- a tough, that's a tough place to be as a team. Chris Tillman used to be that stopper where it was. Yeah. He's like,
1: you know, you're like, okay,
0: at least we feel like I got a chance tonight.
1: If you, if you were losing two or three in a row, you knew when it came back around, like you could count on six innings, five hits, two runs, and you know, a couple strikeouts. And he'd get you through. Um, And one last thing, do you guys want my wall review from live in person sitting on the wall? Sure. It's tall. It's high. (laughs) It looks a lot higher than 13 feet um mm. it's massive i it, it's it's very it, again the whole it's the whole left field basically it's very long um and i i'll say credit to the the construction people because it looks great like it's it, it, it's oh yeah 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 uh, no, on, I'm serious. i know what is your
0: review give us your review
1: that's the review i i still don't no, read it do you like it or you no, not like it no, no i like it i still like okay it. okay because okay. guess how many guess i thought how many, you were
0: building up to a bit of a hedge there i didn't oh no 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 no
1: but but and like, again, the people's attitude seems to change when they got to the ballpark and they saw it. and They were like, OK, you know what? It's fine. In two weeks, no one's going to notice it. No one's going to be like the wall should be fucking 30 feet up. You know, it's fine. I know the only person who hates it right now is Trey because and rightfully so. I heard he was very, very, very pissed off when he got home the night he hit that ball because. Should have been a, home a homer. homer. Yeah. Yeah, four home runs now on you, the year. Now you can go yard. watch
0: from thirteen feet away, from, thirteen feet high on the wall. It's great. So I think the I think the wall looks the wall. I watched when I when I've watched on TV. I I just I'm not used to it yet. Maybe I'll grow to appreciate it in some way. Uh, you you got to go like to a the game. stadium the other way. No, I I will definitely go. I I just you know on TV. I just whatever. I kind of thought you've been relenting a little bit on your wall take it felt like the last few weeks you were sort of moving towards maybe like you didn't like it but now no, it seems like you're back on the train here
1: no i mean i i had the i had the support trey when he hit it and should have had the home run but other than that i think i've been pretty pro wall you know build it you know try and knock it down i dare you you're gonna pay for it all that good
0: stuff you know we'll have to go me and banks will have to go see it for ourselves well <laughs> well Um, all right. Starting five draft presented by fed thrill. Um, we are, although the last couple days have been kind of chilly, but we are fully in the springtime. We are past Easter. Happy Easter. That's all that celebrate. Um, coming up on Sunday. Shout out. Wow. There you absolutely have it. (laughs) Celebration. Um, need your sunglasses, you know, Easter Sunday, not a bad time to have the sunglasses on. Maybe you dressed up a little bit. You know, you went to, you went to Mass, you, you came home, maybe had some brunch, maybe, you know, some lunch, some dinner, whatever it is with the family. Throw the sunglasses on. Fed Thrill, 25% off. Use the promo code X52. Maybe you're back golfing again as you were today, Banks.
2: Uh, we'll be out, I was out there yesterday. I'm going to be out there. I'm hitting Bully Rock tomorrow. I've got Lighthouse on Friday. Yeah, we out there. And we're going to have the Sunnies out there too. Give the sunglasses.
0: So promo code X52. Use it. Um, and go get some sunglasses from our friends, friends at Fed Thrill. All right. The fears draft. Some would say the scariest draft we've ever done. Woo. <laughs> <Ooh. sighs> Gosh. I have the first pick. Banks has the second pick. And RDT and his fear of flying have the third pick. So I said I didn't really want the first pick in this draft when I – determined the order earlier in our rotating order of drafting. But I feel pretty good about this pick. I think it's one relatable to a lot of people. And it's funny because I have this a little bit in fits and spurts, but when I like feel it, it really, really freaks me out. If I'm um, in certain places Uh, I'm going, I, at this point in my life, I'm still a bit scared of heights, a bit scared of heights. So I'm going to put heights as the number one overall pick Um, and the catwalk. Uh, at Xfinity center, not my favorite place to be. Not. Just That's a, little a specific
2: too- type of height where yeah. I can where yeah. yeah.
0: Like if you're, if I'm in, because I was in the, the freedom tower, one world trade center, when we went to the, uh, the pinstripe bowl. And I'm fine with that. You're re- super enclosed. You're super safe. It, you know, there were certain people that had really bad fear of heights that couldn't go up there, but I was like, look, we're up here in the observatory. I was fine. Look down. It was fine. Looking down, you're in a giant building, but, Put me in a place where I feel like there's any part where I can kind of be, you know, make a mistake and take a dive. Mm. Don't like it. Do not like it at all. So.
2: We had a janitor in high school when I was in high school who had that happen in the auditorium. Oh. Yeah. Wait. So fell off
1: the catwalk or. Basically. Yeah. Oh, what happened to him? Like during an assembly? Oh, no. No. No, it, it
2: wasn't
1: during
0: the-
2: assembly or anything. Yeah, he didn't make it. Oh, no. Yeah, very See, tough. that's
0: what I'm saying. Oh, that's horrible. Sorry. Yeah, I hate it up. No, I yeah, it's yeah. fine. No, it's
2: very sad. We went
0: to the, so I've been on top of the Xfinity Center before as well. We were, like, scouting out locations to potentially do some, like, video shoots, like, on top of the arena. And it's, like, not exactly a place set up for, like, people going on top. There's no, like, railings or anything. Else. So you're just kind of standing on the roof. That freaked me out too. I was like, I need to get off of this thing. There's just two, not enough security up here. So, heights,
2: bags, Six, 100% snakes, hundred percent snakes. Surefire first round pick. Uh, snakes are disgusting. Snakes are freaky. Um, I don't fuck with them. Snakes, just horrible creatures in every way. Shout out to Saint Patrick, by the way. Sure. Yeah. St. Patty. That guy, a true hero.
0: True. Yeah. That's why we celebrate him.
2: Yeah. That's correct. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Snakes are tough. Snakes on the golf course when you don't see them when you're trying oh, to find a ball. I don't ball, fuck with them. No. Not uh, fun. That is not that? fun. Eagles Land Lighthouse
2: has tons of snakes on the back nine.
0: Lighthouse almost got me uh, last summer. Me and uh, oh, I didn't our don't like Light. to hear that. I've never you seen
2: that You were not. At yeah.
0: Sorry. You were not. Uh, it was on. Um, is, God damn it. is is nine the last hole? Is nine the hole after the longest card bridge? Yes. It, it was the, I believe the it was right like the right side left, of that. The right side of the trees. I could nine, see man.
2: that. I could, nope. Did not like nope, that. Nope, 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 nope. nope. Yeah. So just don't hit oh, the ball God. right. Cook the ball left on that hole. I could see there being some on the left side of 14. Oh, yes. Yeah. Good pick. Snakes stink
0: so yep. do you have you, what's your what's your what are your snake dogs thoughts trash are? animals
1: as an as a snake owner of two you have two disgusting. snakes yeah two snakes I've, I've probably had 10 different snakes in my life
0: yeah i, I learned something about you, you knew about i you can't earlier.
1: believe you didn't, didn't know that,
2: that. Yeah, I thought I, think, I, I thought
0: you were like I going did, along with the bit. Notorious yeah. Yeah, no, maybe, snake guy. Maybe yeah. I didn't slip my mind. That's 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 probably on me. I'm sure we've talked about it. That, that's that's all. You me. want you guys want videos from feeding day in
1: a couple of days? Ki- no, hard no. What kind of snakes do you have? Uh, I have a ball python and that a I definitely don't
2: know. Hog Oh snake. my god! I stepped a what on. python? Well, I was ball told python. it was a copperhead when I was maybe six, oh. seven years old down near the creek by my house. Oof. Traumatic experience.
1: That would be a tough one. That that yeah. uh, that I understand, but yeah, know. I don't like that.
2: Well, I'll go to
0: our, RDT of two
1: picks. Um, I I thought I could get heights too. Um, we're gonna go flying. We talked about it last week. Flying. Wow,
0: you took it in the first round. None of us were taking it.
1: Yeah, but my list is very. I've, I'm yeah. very barren. But mm. plus, it's like flying. It's, it's a very common. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you know, I that's a top. It's a first round pick. No matter, I think who is drafting. We um, had
2: some rocky.
1: I don't even want to hear turbulence
2: oh. on the on the way to and from Charleston this past week. Fuck the I, had rocky the way tur- too.
0: I had very rocky turbulence going in. I guess I touched on this last week going into Augusta. It was brutal. Southeast. Man or Atlanta? I don't know. Yeah, jeez, the wind. The weather has just not been good. It was so windy here the other day. I can't, the yeah. flights coming into BWI, man, those things must have been rocking around. So I can
2: they they fly over my house. I hear. Them. Oh, that's right, <laughs> right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get a good rocking going, and then you get like that second where the plane definitely just, just drop. Just does oh, it. like oh, wow, the G
0: forces is off. Awesome. Like you're in a roller coaster. That's always the scariest thing. Cause You feel mm-hmm. like you're a little out of control. I, hate now, that, I I kind of
2: had fun with it, but others didn't. So.
0: Yeah. Somebody just flat vomited on the floor, my flight doing, like, doing <laughs> Vomit Vomited all over the floor. Yeah, all oh, that's watch. a tough scene. Yeah, it's brutal. It's not good. Like not. <laughs> my weekend only got better from there.
2: We didn't should... get. They brought drink service back on Southwest, and they canceled it because they weren't able to service anybody because yeah, table. I've had that happen. Because that I've was a that tough, happen. tough look. I mean, for post tax season, like I'm getting on a flight, I'm getting the hell out of here, and I just want some some bevies on my flight. Like that was a tough
0: L for me. What's okay. your flight bevy of choice,
2: Yaman? Yeah, um, I like to I go had- with a with a Jack and Ginger, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. I like to have a Jack and Coke. before before um, getting on the flight, so I can vary. Um, it's been so long though; I just haven't yeah. been able to. So yeah, um, yeah. It's oh, it's a uh, wild turkey and ginger. It's the Southwest always has wild turkey which I, uh, I do appreciate Walt's R.D. R.D., do you have a second?
1: Roller coasters. <laughs> you're, you're going high. <laughs> They're twisting you around. Uh, you're locked into something by some 14-year-old kid who has braces you, and like, you know, I, no, no. You might just be an anti-fun guy. I'm no, theory. no, I'm very fun. I, I think I'm a very fun guy. My <laughs> mom says <laughs> I'm very fun. She thinks I'm very cool. So,
2: is that why um, your daughter wouldn't give you
0: a kiss before this podcast? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, um, that was an absolute. Yeah, you should called it a Matombo. That was <laughs> tough to watch. Chicks, no, as, man, you'll, before, you'll, you'll realize it. You'll see. <laughs> before we record, you know, every once in a while, your um, lovely daughter will come on screen and wave hi to us. And she's sick right now. So, we hope she gets better. Yes. But I would say, 100 out of 100, she has given you a little kiss on the cheek, cute daddy daughter moment. It's beautiful stuff, Eric. You're, I'm sure, a wonderful father, but man, did she not give you a kiss this time? Now, <laughs> I will give her this credit. Maybe she just didn't want to get you sick. Maybe. And she's just smarter than all of us, but yeah, you got rejected.
1: Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a good look, but you know, again, I'm used to it. Um, no, I have no problem being the, I'll hold your jacket purse food whatever i'll sit on the bench while you guys wait in line for 45 minutes for and like i've ridden roller coasters like i've gone. we've gone to disneyland um i rode space mountain we got in line again i got all the way to the front and said nope not doing this again and i had to hop the rail and walk all the way back up through the exit um
0: oh my god and again like i and
1: and this may just be like any carnival ride above 10 feet 15 feet because, again, sure. it's like the heights thing. This is the, just, the, look, the, look, the pirate ship it. that just goes. No, fuck that. Nope. No, 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 no. <laughs> like that. Um, even at like, play. Uh, what is it? Funland in, in Dewey or Rehoboth. Like I went on a ride with Joe, meant for like children, where it's like you pull the, you're in a helicopter and you pull the bar down like towards you and it raises you up. It's like the, the Dumbo ride at Disney World and you go up and down. You're out on the Dumbo ride? I could not do that. I, I did it, but I, like, Joe kept pulling it to go up, and I'm like, no, 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 no. We're staying three feet above the ground at this nice cruising altitude. So any what of the, the carnival the, rides, maybe. That's it's, interesting. Rollercoaster like is a tilt special tilt-a-roll like.
2: Where you just, like, you, you oh, just no no! against no. the wall, and you're just, like, glued to the wall.
1: Oh, that's, a, like, the vortex wall. Yeah. yeah. The tilt-a-whirl is the one that, like, you're sitting down and it just shoots you all over yeah, and like spins you around. That, oh
2: okay.
1: Sign me up for that. I don't that's know. Like I the,
2: forgot uh, what the name is. But I'm so you're you're fine water, with you're, the wall.
0: You're fine with things moving, like the Disney teacups. You would do.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm not going, if I have to, if we're like elevating, I'm out. But if we're staying on the ground and you could spin mm, me around, you could do anything. A little bit like
2: encroachment that. on a pick here, but okay.
1: That's why. That's Like I'm fine. I'll stick with roller coasters.
2: Yeah,
0: roller
1: coasters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, roller coasters. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: I think that's a fear a lot of people have, especially like like the wooden roller coasters where you're like can feel the entire thing shaking and like. So I'd rather I
2: almost prefer that
1: than a feet dangly one. No, yeah, yeah. I I, I, I was
2: afraid of roller coasters like till like twelve or thirteen. Like I was, I was bad for me, and then I weaned myself into it with only roller coasters that had like a floor. Which would be the, the your rickety ones at Hershey Park, your yeah. Wildcat, your Comet. Um, oh, yeah. Those are and the I worked Wildcat and the up to great Comet yeah. 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 You get yeah. the feet oh, the, ones, du- like, was the great Is the gray Great Bear the 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 um the dueling one? No, that's uh, Thunder and Lightning.
0: Thunder and Lightning. Yeah, one. yeah, sure. That and it's great.
2: not popular enough where you can sometimes sit and you just don't get up.
0: Yeah. And you just ride it for Yeah, that one's routes. good. The the dangling. The dangling or the ones that just shoot you immediately at a super high speed, those are those are not for the fan of heart.
2: It's always fun to just talk shit to the other the other roller coaster too. <laughs> on the thunder and lightning. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah. We should take a we should take a trip to Hershey Park. Just start showing Eric on rides. He doesn't want to go on. Yeah,
1: like I'll eat all the <laughs> I'll eat all your popcorn while you're on your ride. Bring some nickels yeah. and
2: you can you can feed the ducks. Sorry about it. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> they got the dispensers. That was As me once upon
0: time. Me and Banks are flying down thunder and lightning on opposite sides,
2: competing against each other. Um, banks. Taking the deep blue sea. Mm. Just creatures down there that we don't even know about, like just anything. It's literally it could be anything, but just deep blue sea. What could possibly exist on this earth? Uh no, just nope.
1: Are you like like you go in the ocean when you go to the beach?
2: Yeah, I go in the ocean. I, I mean, you, I, at this point in my life, I'm not like let's go like, crash Let's let's go, you know, like whatever. I mean, I'll do my I'll do my body surfing a lot of Taylor Smythe, but um, you know, we're coming towards that season, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we are. Um, you know, but it's it's not it's not high on my list of things to do in Ocean City or anything. Like, but so, you know, so, it's so not, not like go, I won't go out there
1: when you go in the water and like you're getting up to like your chest do you get freaked out like when you get that rush yeah. of cold water no, like underneath no i'm talking feet? about like
2: like, like like deep blue sea just okay. like the possibilities it's, of what could black. be under there like yeah, yeah those, like
0: those fish have never seen it's sun. the
2: things with tentacles like yeah nope, and that's stuff nope, you nope, see nope.
0: like when you're growing up you always watch those like underwater videos and they show Oh my off, god like, the like videos features. of
2: like
1: the angler fish Octopus with, the, with the, like the light in, in the front. Any
2: confined space, and then they just slither out like. Whoa. Yeah. Or yeah. everyone watches like the, yeah. tit-
0: the the Titanic documentary, and you just see mm-hmm. like the boat sunk on the bottom. I think that's awesome, though. I I love that. That Titanic I, stuff is interesting. The, I, the Titanic anniversary, I think, was in the last like ten days. Two two days time.
1: ago, or something like that. Or yeah, like last is. week or the something.
0: Fourteenth, like. I think.
1: Fun, yeah. fun fact: I went on YouTube one night and I fast-forwarded through a three and a half hour it's the exact length of time that the t- from the when the titanic like 10 minutes before it hit the iceberg and then up until it sank there's like a whole computer re- recreation it's awesome it's very very interesting it tells you like all the information you ever need to know it was so sick i didn't watch it all i was fast forwarding through it it was great it was like 3:30 one night and i couldn't sleep it was great deep Lucy's is this- a good pick though it's terrifying
0: this rolls perfectly and I'll let I'll let you guys decide if this encroaches too much on the pick that just happened because this is next to my board. Mine is getting stranded at sea.
1: No, I think that's different. That's different. Stranded yeah. at sea is like My a biggest fear, on, on I have had
0: nightmares for my entire life about being on a boat or like, oh, just like man. Getting thrown out in the Chesapeake Bay and not knowing how to get back to shore. That is like one of my biggest fears. I've had nightmares about that. So I was like four and now you just like you're panicked and there's nowhere you can go. And it's not a, it's not like a, that's why I think it's a little different. It's not. But yeah. Like, I talked to
2: somebody about this.
0: Yeah, I know. Well, you know, I've been in therapy a few times <laughs> in my life, as I'm sure the listeners can probably tell. Um, <laughs> shout out to Dr. C back in the day. Uh, so yeah, it, it, <laughs> not fun, not a fun thing to think about. I just, and, and I think that was part of like growing up, like, and uh, many people grew up in Maryland, like my family, had part of my family from Ocean City. So we were just always around the water. So I'm not scared of the water. Like I am still one of the people, and I think I've ran it on the show about the absolute weaklings that stand and get hit by like one drop of water at the beach and be off free. oh wave get in the water you clowns get out of my way when i want to go actually shred gnar with my own human body but so i like the water but getting like stranded out and having nowhere to go huge fear huge fear so had to conquer that fear uh banks when the uh when the when the, when the ship uh, broke down last year when we were out in the water no. it was like a little freaky for me sad. for a second we were so close to things; it didn't really matter. But that was, and it was more sad because of the state of the boat. But
2: yeah. Mm.
0: Um. So I got that one. Let me. I got to write down my own picks here. And then, did, uh,
2: did, yeah. did
0: Sorry to. I'm still oh.
2: on the the deep blue.
0: Did, does Castaway like give you the heebie-jeebies? Do not like that movie. It's a great <laughs> movie. I really like the movie. Um, but yeah, Life that fly, type maybe. of stuff. Yeah, or the one with um, oh my gosh, you know it was the one with um, Robert Redford from a couple of years ago, and I randomly walked into my parents' house and my mom and my aunt were watching this movie. What was this movie called? And he is just out in the middle of the water. Oh my god, what is lost? Is that what it is? It's from yeah, it's all is lost. Oh my lord, and my so. <laughs> Spo- I guess spoiler alert. There is a scene at the end of the movie where he like falls into he's had all these things go, go on He like falls into the water and is just starting to allow himself to sink. <laughs> and I he's at the end of he like swims towards the surface to grab an outstretched hand. I guess as it ends, I'm reading in the plot of Wikipedia. But he fell in the water. He fell in the water and my aunt just start just bursted out laughing. Like I was like super emotionally. He essentially just he essentially just like admitted he was like falling apart. And my aunt shout out to my aunt Susu, listens to the show, I think every once in a while. She just burst out laughing. And I was like, Susu, what are you what why are you not upset? And she just thought it was funny. So two different senses of humor, I guess, right there. But yeah, do not like any Life Pie. Great book, by the way. Great, great unbelievable book. book. Yeah, really great book. I Fun read fact.
2: that uh, introduction to the novel at University of Maryland.
0: Yes, I took that class. Did you? And I read yeah, Life Fever
2: of, Pitch. Yeah,
0: and I would read yeah. Life of Pi. Uh, I'd read Life I, of Pi. They didn't have Fever the Pitch in my
2: in my. Uh, there was a first book in ours, but oh, really,
0: think. I think Life of
2: Pi might have been our first. Uh, maybe they changed the books. Notes the rest of the books. <laughs> yeah,
0: hundred percent. Yeah, good english class to start out in their university my
1: my cousin won an oscar for life of pie he worked on the special effects
0: wow that was a great really cool movie i've never seen it that's awesome yeah i've never won an oscar That was the one one where the book was so
2: good where i wasn't sure if the movie was going to deliver and i was like agreed okay yeah agreed either way i've seen watch or read
0: i've seen parts of it but i i was watching i was like i really like this great plot twist yeah really good plot twist great plot plot twist. twist um Next, I'm going to take um, specifically big insects. I am petrified of big insects. Your cockroaches, your other larger ants, don't bother me. You know, a regular fly doesn't bother me. But large insects that crawl around that randomly when I walk in my bathroom here in Baltimore, sometimes they just appear on my floor. Those those fuck with me. So I'm taking big insects. Don't like it. Yeah, bugs are, bugs yeah. are gross. are no. Bugs, yeah, not a,
2: bugs are gross, but snakes are, yeah.
0: Yeah, snakes. I would have taken snakes probably in the spot had uh had it gotten to me. I didn't think it was going to, though. Um, yeah. Shout out to my roommate, Anthony, who kills the bugs for me. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Terminator. Tony Terminator. Tony comes in and just actually smacks those <laughs> things down for me. He's a good man. Uh,
2: I had to take care of a spider <laughs> the other night. Yes.
0: Oh, uh, I guess I, I I won't put spiders necessarily, but they're in that, those big. Oh, it was take it away. Somebody take it away. Banks. Yeah. Don't like that.
2: Uh, I'm taking sinkholes.
0: Oh, yeah. the concept of
2: them sinkholes. It's just, yeah. Yeah. We had like a run on sinkholes maybe seven, eight years ago when we were early big, at Barstool. Yeah. Big like sinkhole, sinkhole blogs were. Man, we were cranking out sinkhole blogs like every other week. It was a couple. And it was often week, yeah. times in like settings like Baltimore City, like some mm-hmm. of them even were that, like
1: the one in Pittsburgh that swallowed that bus. Remember that? Oh my gosh! The picture yeah, of the like, bus just, just the idea sitting, like, of like
2: a whole entire streets like just oh the, the idea of just sinking into nothing is so terrifying. Um, I can't even imagine the feeling of just like you walk on ground your entire life. It's just there. And it's there. It's it's one of the surest things you have in your life is that when you stand on something, it's going to be there for you to just stop gravity from whatever it wants to do. And if it's that goes deep. out the window, then like anything's on the table. The other
0: thing about stinkholes is. They can take down anything. So the fear yeah, would be like exactly. yourself sinking to a sinkhole, but your literal whole house can get taken down by that's a sinkhole. my
2: point. There's those, just, if we lose our connection to the ground, being stable and underneath <laughs> us, what do, we, what do we have? What do we have? It's like over, man. If sinkholes, even those Phil Stockhole we ever got on, show. Yeah. That
1: sounds it's like nice a four twenty conversation. If
0: we lose our connection to the
1: ground, man, yeah. what do we got? True. That's great. Put Very that on the show.
0: I'd buy that. I'd buy that. God, shirt. sinkholes. Oh, man. And how do you see them coming? That's the other thing. They just yeah. kind of appear. It just know? happens. It's a really, really, really good pick. Yeah, that's, that a, I, that's, a, that's a hell of a pick in thank what, the you? third round.
2: I wish I felt good about it, too. But the more I think about it, oh.
0: It, I'm scared of them, so I like I I've I, like, I'm they not scared of flying. and I'm not scared of roller coasters. None of the things RDT's been scared of so far I've been scared of. yours. things I have been scared of. We, weren't there like a,
1: weren't there a couple on golf courses too?
0: Oh god,
1: oh, not my not no, my don't happy put place. Out
0: there, yeah. Don't put that out there.
2: Um, just uh, like we had such a run on sinkholes that I almost feel like we're due now because it's sinkholes oh, have kind of been stuff. lurking. They've been just hanging out like <laughs> waiting in the deep, just kinda uh. waiting
0: for us to lose our connection to the ground. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right, Artie TF2. That might be hard to follow that one up. Yeah, that's um
1: that's a good one. Um, um bah, 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 bah. I'm go I'm going a weird one. I'm going pineapples. I used to be <laughs> So afraid of pineapples
2: what are you talking about you like, when I like when I cats was young that, like you put some like the melon behind a cat whatever it is there's something yeah. that when you put them <laughs> like behind a cats, cucumber it whatever yeah yeah yeah
1: <laughs> no like when, when I was young and like I'd be sitting in the in the grocery cart with my mom I used to and like she'd put a pineapple in there and I used to be like this is a cactus I thought they were spiky I thought they were like cactuses <laughs> and I would like legitimately be like I, I would cry and like freak out and I would have like I would throw like a fit and like even like to this day, like if I'm walking to the grocery store, I like kind of move away from the pine. I just think they're spiky. I've never, <laughs> I've never eaten one. I've never touched one. I've never held one.
2: Oh, it's a delicious I, I fruit. Th-
1: I think they're cactus. It like, really is. A ch- I love pineapple. not
2: a big fruit guy, but it's a, it's a do- delightful fruit.
1: Uh, yeah, i go really good pineapple is to go to tremendous.
2: Fruit. So you've never I learned eaten a pineapple? Any pineapple? No. no. Wow. How about that I learned down in uh, Charleston this week, like some bar had it written on the back of their menu. You can just Take the stem off the top of a pineapple and plant that shit. Really? And it'll take like years, but it'll grow into a pineapple tree.
1: No. They're basically cat It might be cat, cat It, cat it cat. might
2: be cap I don't know. But that's yeah, what it you
0: Yeah. Wow. I'm not sure what you're following that up with, but I'm said it's excited
2: a nanophobia, it. the fear of pineapples. This wow. this is, this
1: is this one is kind of gonna. You guys be... should put
2: like a. You guys should put
0: like an. Uh, <laughs> like an Etsy up on your wall, like with that word on it. No, fuck that. How do your How do the gals of your household feel about pineapples? They like them. Uh, I I don't think so. I, yeah, they're, they're not in this topic. house. I'll tell you that. Damn right. You know
1: they're not in here. So. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think Joe's ever had one. I've never seen Lauren eat one. So <laughs> we're pineapple free house. Um. My next one is kind of a combination pick of a couple, skydiving.
0: Mm, yeah, sure, that's fine.
1: And and like, yeah. I don't know that that may be one in its own. Um, again, just like, oh, you're high, you're in the plane, oh, and now you're gonna you're jumping out to land on the ground. Like I everything about it, terrifying. Like the there's you,
0: you no- must have absolutely hated that opening scene in The Dark Knight Rises do you remember no, like scene? no like
1: i'm fine with that movie like i can watch the movie i'm like that's fine that was but, like, like a
0: combination <laughs> of people falling out of planes and flying i that just immediately came to my mind
1: no 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 it's a great scene i could well, like the movies don't bother me but like when i think of it and i'm like i if like like my sister's done it i i have friends who do it and i'm just like i can't like i get the heebie jeebies thinking about being in that plane like i can watch it fine it's it's whatever but uh no like i i just it makes me feel like gross thinking about it it's it's terrifying. I don't know why people think that's fun. I think that's like a, a, a that's something wrong with people who enjoy going up high and jumping out of things. People like the thrill. The <laughs> yeah, but like I I don't know. Pick up a pineapple. That's a thrill. Could get poked. I don't know. <laughs> it's
0: uh, I hate skydiving. It's the worst. Yeah, it's tough. I don't know if I could bring myself to do it. I don't know if I'm necessarily scared of it, but I just don't know if I could I guess that means I'm scared of it. I just don't I don't know. I, once I got up there, I don't know what my feelings yeah, are. Yeah, like, like,
1: are you, like, you would back out, you think, if you got up there? If you're like, no, nah, like, I, I think can't. So, I think probably. Although, when
0: you're, like, strapped into somebody who knows what they're doing.
1: That's even scarier to me, I think, being strapped into oh, somebody. Oh, I would
0: much rather do that. I don't want oh, do any part of it. Again, I'll be sitting yeah, in the car. Someone leading me down, with 100%. I would not want to be by myself up there. I, I couldn't do that. I don't think I could do that. I don't think I could jump out of the plane by myself, which I don't think you would. I think you have to be strapped to somebody in that situation. You yeah, see. you need like a thousand hours or a thousand. The crazy part away. is like, yeah. So when you're training to skydive, like that first time just jumping out of the plane by yourself has got to be a hell of a feeling when you just don't know if you know what you're doing. <laughs> I mean, what a thing to do. Have you ever seen those, those segments on the people that do like, on mountains, they just like fly down the mountains. Yeah, the on squirrel those, suits and all that. The squirrel suits. There was an awesome sixty minutes segment on that a few years ago. That stuff's crazy. Well, yeah, like those, people, those die people die like, like every other like an turn. insane rate. Like the yeah. mortality rate is insane. Yeah, because it's like the wind catches you
1: and then it throws you at one hundred and ten miles an hour into the side yeah, of like the mountain, into a cliff. Yeah, like a jagged, rocked cliff, and you are like, oh, sorry, sucks. Yeah, Not, none of that.
0: Insane that people do that. Insane. Yeah. But,
2: deep down, thanks. Uh, unblocked blindside pass rushers. When you just see a guy come through clean at full speed and your quarterback just doesn't know it, that is two of the most fearful seconds that you will ever experience. Your heart just jumps out of your chest. You want to scream at the TV or from wherever you're sitting in the stadium, and you, there's just nothing you can do about it. It's a nightmare.
0: I'll disagree. Yep.
2: We're talking injuries. We're talking fumbles. Anything could happen.
0: Yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah. Seeing people's careers ends on plays like that. Yeah. Not fun. Not no. not fun at all.
2: I can tell that the room is really moved by this pick. <laughs>
0: no, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's, gar- right. it's garnering
2: yeah. a lot of conversation. No, I mean, it, it's, it's one of those it.
0: things that I think everyone just knows. I don't think there's really much more to describe. Like when it's your quarterback – and you see the block missed especially like in college when you don't have you know if you're not like you know like I, when when guys come unblocked on Talia are by low I'm like god this is this whole season right here <laughs> well and it's also yeah. like the quarterback the always program. says that
1: same thing where they're like they you know they get hit and their arms fly up and their head shoots back and you're like that's when you're like all right oh, just don't your breeze neck yeah yeah you get the yeah like <laughs> it's all i mean yeah you're always just like oh, just hold on to the ball don't break your neck like don't fall awkwardly yeah it's it's i mean and again it just happens so quick you don't have any time the only your only reaction is the yell
2: yeah it's like yelp
0: yeah so helpless. A... um i'm gonna take i want to use the phrase buried alive but that's so dramatic my, one of my biggest fears was always like getting in a situation where I just had a, maybe avalanche stuff, but like getting stuck in a position where you can't get out. Like snow is on you and you're just like under the snow and you can't figure out how to get away from it. Or you're under like being stuck, just like being stuck freaks me out. So I'll just take being mm. stuck. That has always like, we had this big tree in my neighborhood. When I grew up and one time I like went under the tree, and there was much snow under it, it like all came down. And I like, for a split second, I was like, Oh my God. I can't get out of the snow. Maybe I've never been more scared in my entire life. So I'm they, taking that first,
1: they, it's kind of similar. Like I, I'll, I'll save it for honorable mention. I don't know if it's, it's the same you, or not. But
2: you ever get that like big wave when you're body surfing? That, when you that's just what I was going to say. Absolutely tumbled. Like you Forched, just, yeah. just yeah. Oh, yeah. You get like tomahawk to the ground, bubble. and you
1: just don't know which way is up. I was always told, yeah. stick your arms like straight up. So if like you are down, someone can find you and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. That's always like a very jarring, like it seems always, like a couple seconds. It's like less than a second.
0: So I always, you know, cause I'm shredding big, big waves. <laughs> <laughs> I always will like, sometimes like stick my hands, like, cause you don't want to hit your head on the ground. So I will like stick my heads towards the ground. And if I find the ground that I don't know the water, I try to like handstand off and like propel up to see if I can get my feet above the water to get like an idea of where I kind mm-hmm. of am. I'll do that sometimes just because I'm an unbelievable athlete and can pull those type of things off <laughs> who just shreds. Yeah. I don't waves like, in Yeah. City I don't know. Summer. Like if like normal people, I would call them narps. Um, <laughs> yeah, narps yeah. yeah. I would call them narps, not athletic, regular people. I don't know if they can pull that off. Like your normal everyday body surfer, but us like prime big wave, you Kelly
1: Slater. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Otto rocket.
0: Like the guys that really know how to get on a wave. and <laughs> The chick and, with and, one you know, arm. Yeah. Oh my God, Bethany I Hamilton have a little. Res- Bethany, have a little res- yeah, have
2: a
1: little I little thought respect. that was her name. I, I didn't Sorry, know if she was a soccer player or
0: something. Yeah, Bethany Hamilton. Um, and her friend. Um, who's the friend of the show? That girl's <laughs> her name? Friend. She was like an actual. She was an actual pro surfer. Uh, I can't remember her name. I used to know her name. I used to follow her on Instagram. I think. You <laughs> um, got the unfollow. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I follow her anymore. But yeah, <laughs> Kelly right. Slater. You know, Twister. All those guys. Yeah. We know what it's like, but I, I don't know. Johnny if Tsunami. To... Johnny, yes. True. Yes. Yeah, Johnny. Um, Team Skylar. Uh, P- Paul Paul Rudd from um, – <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're getting
2: Sarah Marshall. We're getting Sarah
0: Marshall. <laughs> so I'll take that first. And um, then I'm taking a pretty simple one, and I really don't think about this a lot, and this is going to be super morbid, death. Yeah. It just stinks to
2: think about.
0: It just stinks to think about. And I it does at times bring me to a bit of a panic. And then I get out of it because I think of how fun life is living and eventually it will end. But that is one that affects me greatly at times. So I will take mm. that. And no, it's not it's not a fun one to talk about, but it you know, it was just it's just true. So okay, thanks mm. Your last
2: pick. Uh botching a zip up. <laughs> talking like there's something about Mary, like yeah. like a, just a bad zip job, like oh. that's a real fear. It's just oh. just something to keep an eye on. You just can never be too careful. Just a terrifying situation. Knocking on wood, I've not done that in a long, long time.
0: Oh, gosh. Mm. yeah.
2: Yep, that's a good. One.
0: I've been very, 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 very
2: responsible with that. Yeah. Sometimes you get, ah, little, uh, strong, you get a little, get a little toasty, and like you, you can, your guard might be down. Just mm, next time, you, next yep. time you're feeling a little toasty, and you're, you're, you know, take that extra relieving second. yourself a bit. You know, just remember I told you, like, hey, be careful, tuck that thing away.
1: Remember what Old Banksy
2: said. What do you think of me?
1: Finish this off, RDT. Um, striking out in slow pitch softball. Mm. <laughs> I've never done it. I have guys on my no. team who have done it. I've been on, we've played people who have done it. It just doesn't look fun. You got, you got guys hollering at you, yelling at you. Umpires making fun of you. It's,
2: it's not, just like taking a pitch and so good softball is like a fear of mine. I no, just I mean, will. i, I I'm not going to do it. No, a pitch,
3: no
1: way. Hey, on base percentage, it's fine in softball too. You know, walks are fine. Walks work. Mm.
0: That, there you awesome. have it. That's all I got. I took heights stranded at sea, big insects, being stuck and death. Ooh, more tough draft from a, from a God. That's just a lot of things I'm scared of. I didn't like reading that. Banks snakes, deep blue sea sinkhole, which honestly might be the pick of the draft. I love yeah, that. I think um, that unblocked is. blindside pass rushers was a dud after that one. <laughs> I know, I <laughs> Batching, good. I botching know, a zip good. up. That was a roller coaster. That was a roller coaster of a draft. Um, rdt takes flying roller coasters pineapples which is the worst pick of the draft skydiving
2: <laughs> but that was <laughs> just strike- preposterous
0: and striking out in slow pitch softball a couple of honorable mentions for me um oh i think everything got taken actually on my oh oh forgetting something like like that you can't get back so like you forget the tickets you like like we went to the Masters and we had to some other tickets. You forget them and you just like can't go to the thing you wanted to go to. Oh, that's that's like
1: obsolete thing. now because on your phone.
0: Yeah, it is a little obsolete. Forget yeah, your phone. Yeah, forgetting things is yeah. I have just a little fear. Yeah. getting things in big moments is always, is always a a fear of mine. You guys have anything?
2: I, I literally made a list of five, and I <laughs> the only one I really thought might get taken was snakes, and maybe deep blue sea. But I was just like, I'm sure. I'm gonna make sure I get him early. And then Fair from enough. there, I mean sinkholes, maybe somebody could have come up with, but the other two I always felt pretty good. Yeah. And I am legitimately so, scared of sinkholes.
0: That was a good pick. I wish I thought
2: I'm that. starting to think about like just your phone dying at an inopportune time. Like that's mm. that's a fear.
0: Yeah, I had like getting canceled on here, but I don't know whatever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That would be tough. Really
0: getting cancelled running a Maryland social account is a huge fear of mine. Not my own social, but getting, getting sure. like having That's like fair. a Raiders esque tweet from <laughs> <Which>? <laughs> that is a huge fear of mine, <laughs> which is funny because we, <laughs> I, which, one which are their th- tweets? They had like three yeah. of them. One of my <laughs> things that I preach about from social media philosophy is not being afraid of failing, but that is, and like tweeting without mm-hmm. fear and diving into things that you don't necessarily should have, but ugh, just doing something stupid like that is more of a fear. Mm-hmm. Already, tweeted what you got? Um,
1: I had, like when you're in a crowded bar and you're drinking out of a, a bottle and like it's it's in your mouth or it's you know you're drinking it and someone like accidentally bumps into you and like chipping a tooth i think that would anything with like teeth like knocking a, te- a tooth out or something like that like that would be horrible,
0: horrible. you're talking on the guy that bites and holds his drinks up with his teeth right that's, here no i mean that, no, that's me fine
3: that?
1: no but like that's fine like that doesn't freak me out but like you drinking and someone accidentally like bumping you from behind or like you're going to put the bottle to your mouth and you just like chip your tooth with the bottle. Like I've seen that happen. And it's, uh, it's, it's not, you're going to think you're,
0: you were going to go drink at some point and you're going to think the things that I do with bottles and cans with my mouth is insane. <laughs> you're going you're to think I'm a total lunatic.
2: I have a video I, of Taylor from when coach K died of him. Nope.
3: So
1: it's it's
2: been about two weeks since I've seen him do this.
0: Yeah, that's
1: yeah, that's fine. That doesn't bother me. Okay, that was a pretty. That was me, by the way. That was me
0: putting my hands, putting my hands in the air, and having my a bottle just in my mouth, just gripped by my teeth with my hands free for people that couldn't. We'll put that out on our YouTube. (laughs) Um, But yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's fair. Like getting a tooth chip would stink. Like any, any, especially
1: like especially miss- like out in public at a bar, like when you're already drunk and it's a Saturday night, and you know, oh, like yeah, you you know, you're not seeing a dentist till Monday.
2: I have a fear of comebackers on the mound. Sometimes, sometimes you just yeah. it's just like the idea that flashes in your brain, and it's like whoa, that would be that would suck. That and just like just a just a fastball up and in that you can't see, like you just don't see it out of the pitcher's hand for some reason, and you just like sometimes hitting when the sun is in the background a little bit, like it, like it could potentially be in your eyes. And you, there's can sometimes just be a fear of the of the pitch you don't see, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, those are good ones. Send us your fears, <laughs> X32 Podcast listeners. See what we got. Well, if somebody says pineapple legitimately, we might send them a prize for that. You don't, don't think
1: lie. they look spiky? Like they look like they could be oh. a cacti?
0: Oh, what's,
2: what's wrong with Apple? cacti? I gotta...
0: Yeah, what's wrong with cactus? They're cacti. sharp. They're sharp. Oh, oh, here we go. We got some display. Oh my!
2: Got a little, little cacti. A little oh, that would here.
0: freak Eric out. Oh my! No, gosh. I mean like that's uh,
1: cacti, cactus, and cacti, cact whatever. They're cacti, cacti. <laughs> they're, they're it's the they're cactus. sharp. They hurt. Like you never got like you never got pricked by a cactus when you were younger, and like it's fucking worst.
0: It All the like, Maryland cactus, I have not. I didn't no, I've like, never been
1: to like a uh, plant store and they
0: have cactus. I have. I have. You're I have.
2: Play a little ball in the desert, like <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, mm-hmm. it's a little slow pitch softball. Um, Nick Medley, Maryland person of the week. Uh, thanks. I'll have you start. Jesus Christ, did it again. Sure. Truth. we did talk about him having one of the great comebacks a couple weeks ago. So this does kind of.
2: Yeah, no, he did it again. It's pretty remarkable. Um. Guy, guy just stays grinding out there. He delivers every year. Uh, he, I
0: I yeah, nothing but respect for what Jesus does year after year. He's one of the most consistent guys in the game.
3: Yeah.
0: For sure. And you know, provides us inspiration as you know Catholics. So
2: yes, I did if I if you saw the tweet, I did attend a Lutheran service this past year. Which, what Pretty were your similar. thoughts about the Lutheran service? Similar? It was pretty similar. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. playbook, the, 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 it was pretty much the same framework. Um, a lot of the same things in the same places, just a little different wording here and there. Um, similar timing, maybe a little bit quicker, but we got, you know, we pushed it across the goal line. We got in and we got out in about an hour's time. Uh, That's what little, you want. A little cracker, a little wine, you know,
0: and we were on our way. Uh, the body and blood of Christ. Uh, but Amen. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing about Easter, it's just like Christmas, where when you go to mass, you see the people that don't ever go to mass because they don't know what the updated responses are from, like that happened like six years ago. That's one of my. It favorite makes things. a little Latin in
2: there. It's yeah. Like,
0: yeah. <laughs> people are like the, um, they're saying, "And with your spirit,
2: we're saying, and with your spirit." It's like, yeah, that's what we're saying. <laughs> yeah, we've been saying that for, for you know yeah. a few years now. Yeah. Um, that none of the songs were the same until the last song.
0: That's interesting yeah different hems
3: <laughs>
2: i forget the words but yeah
0: and on that wow. note eric what do you got <laughs> um <laughs>
1: the cap screaming eagle coming back to the uniforms i love year. it yeah I, I was i didn't know i kind of thought that that was like a, i didn't see like much buzz around it except for like i think Chris Creamer, who does like Chris the Creamer, yeah.
2: What are the details? I'm
1: like, that, that's the only. If they're bringing back the, only... the
2: whites. I'm fired up by that. That and would be sick too. Yep. Yeah, the blues the would be especially. cool.
1: I I did, but that's it. I kind of thought that I was like getting got when I saw it, because I was like, yeah. I don't, I don't see much about this. Um, but again, if I'm getting got, then I'm got. But I, I'm excited yeah. for it. Again, I'd be finally i finally getting
2: got on that.
1: Yeah, like it's it's a great logo. Um, I, I'll wear that one if it is. I I'm just, I'm excited to see. The, again, like they did it with the red ones, with their um, what do they call those? The um,
2: the re- reverse retro. Reverse retro,
1: yeah. Like, and th- that looks great. Um, and maybe that's kind of what NHL was doing, like setting up the reverse retros to go to pair with the retros, you know, in a couple years. So I'm happy those are coming back. That's uh, it's always a good look. It's it's one of the one of the best looks in my opinion.
0: I, I love those jerseys. Yeah, that's gonna be really cool. I think you could have some really cool merch with that.
1: Plus, it's um, like, well, uh, so. Ovechkin will jump in the second wearing those jerseys. So, or with the possibility of wearing those jerseys.
2: So. He scored his 49th. God, tonight. he's going to get fifty, isn't he? He's going to get fifty, maybe by the end of this game. I think it's we'll going to
1: be. I think it's going to be the tied for the most fifty goal seasons if he gets it this year. I thought I saw that somewhere.
2: Are the Knights
0: in trouble here?
2: They're in big trouble. Yeah, they're they're in very big trouble. They had. Like, six games left and, like, kind of a favorable schedule. Then they dropped a game to the Devils, which you just can't do in 2022.
0: Oh, yeah, there you um, are. They're four points back there in big so, trouble.
2: Yeah, no, that, oh, yeah. That oh, I was didn't know one. this was
0: the Banks Bowl tonight.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, this is it's a tough scene for the Golden Knights, um, especially given – I don't know if you know the background on this, but they're doing the thing that the Lightning and the Blackhawks did, you know, a couple times where they have a great player in this – um instance mark stone where they put them on a long long-term injured reserve mm-hmm. with the yeah, expectation the like oh yeah we're gonna make the playoffs and they'll come back and they'll uh circumnavigate the, the salary cap. and uh you know you gotta take care of that first end and right now it looks like the knights are uh, in big trouble on that front the knights it would be their first time in franchise history without making the playoffs yeah, that is correct
0: wow it's all falling apart um thursday night. Fran- move the franchise okay yeah <laughs> seen another city yeah speaking of moving franchise saw nashville mlb ownership group popping up today which is very interesting we got
1: some renderings boys have you seen those no mm. i didn't see them Ooh, no. render the city baby
0: oh i need to see that oh my gosh we have to do i'm gonna to do. A I, live. I favorited
1: the tweet i'll send it over
0: uh yeah send it yeah send it in the send it in the text i'll look at i'll say mine and we can, we can talk about this after um, and this is very near and dear to the podcast's heart. I'm giving my Nick Catermarly Marinette of the Week to Eric for his performances on the dozen. You were tremendous. You were oh, tremendous. Thank you. On the show, and you represented us so well. And you deserve to be on a good team next year. Thanks. You also need to get yourself on a team. Maybe you guys be on the same team, but um there could
2: be some things in the works. We'll see. You're you're
0: showing you're showing up on these random teams, you're absolutely leading both of them, like you're you're helping out both of them tremendously. And um, you're the only reason that team to booze ponies has any chance to make the playoffs. So good for you. I I was very proud of you.
1: I was supposed to fill in for Brandon Walker last Monday on the home opener. Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't, I I was like five minutes too late getting out of work. Um, And Jeff was like, it would have been a bloodbath with you anyway, so don't worry about it. But yeah, they won anyway. It would have been fun to play with with PFT and and Fran. That would have been a good, uh, playing against the booze ponies too so it would have been i'm just i you know the harlem globetrotter i'm just playing
0: just kind of band but what is it barnstorming yeah you're barnstorming around justin timberlake involved in this but yes but yes uh you you get my you get my award you get my award i was almost going to make an honorable mention i was like ah he was so good (laughs) um (laughs) you rose above any honorable mentions from you guys
1: Modern medicine, the ty- the amount of Tylenol and Motrin that have been taken in this house in the last week, ever since ever since Easter. Um, me, my wife, and my daughter are all sick. Not COVID, not the flu, don't know what it is. Daughter with 103 fever, 102 fever. A lot of phlegm going on, a lot of phlegm. Found out Oof. that the body produces one liter of phlegm a day. So think about that. The Titans are
2: also building a new stadium.
1: Yeah, because they're trying to get a Super Bowl, or yeah, they, they want a Super Bowl in Nashville, uh, which would make sense. And they can't and, do it at that field. Well, it's gonna need a dome. You're not gonna do an outdoor Super Bowl in Nashville uh, yeah, in February. Yeah,
0: yeah, I guess you can. So
1: yeah, true, fair. that's you know, and it's like they they've already talked about it where if they if they just added on a dome, the amount the amount it would cost a new stadium. So they're like, might yeah. as well just. They could probably use
0: a new stadium anyway. I mean, it's not that old, but I it no, I mean it. F- it opened ninety nine two thousand. Doesn't feel like it's as and i've never been there so you can tell me if i'm wrong
1: i've never been there either
0: you have not been down there for
1: a not, game not the nashville huh i it's oh, the, the wow. whole of afraid of flying thing are you
0: we could you could drive that
1: yeah i thought about it for the playoff game i came very close to driving to the playoff game mm. i've only Someone seen him play be. i've seen him play in dc pittsburgh and baltimore but
0: mm. we'll see we'll keep stay tuned in this space for more on the MLB national front that's really we're focused on any other honorable mentions you I feel like
2: I had one in the middle of this podcast that I thought of, and I've I've since forgotten it. Tax season. So I've got.
0: You know? Congrats to you. Mm-hmm. I've got a couple. Uh, Maryland baseball, 30 and seven, quickest to ever get, quickest Maryland baseball team to ever get to 30 wins. Pretty impressive. Um, ranked in the bottom of the top 25. The RPI is in the top 25. Kudos to regional, maybe would be pretty impressive. Uh, shout out That'd to. That'd be fun to go to. Rob Vaughn, Matt Swope. Anthony Pavio, Mike Morrison, rest of the staff, and uh, if that happens, we can go to the regional. Oh, that'd so be there. fun. Um, shout out to uh, Orioles have. Uh, we've talked about this for, since the show started. Um, since they've hired their new, you know, all their new content people, their social media has become very good. But mm-hmm. I want to shout out my guy Tony Price for the video they, they did the origin, which everyone should go watch on their Twitter. Tony used to do a video for Maryland, specifically Maryland basketball, and he moved on to the Orioles um now i guess about a year and a half ago a year ago a year ago um he does awesome work
1: i think it's pinned to the Orioles. yeah it should. Twitter, i think so. it's pinned
0: to their twitter um and he does amazing work and, and it was an awesome ode to the the city and the stadium and, and all those things mean and a really really cool video so shout out to tony who's a really talented guy and did great work for maryland and is now doing great work so when he told me he was going to the Orioles, i was like this is awesome now i can just watch all the cool things you do with a team that i like um, and then finally, cause banks tweeted about this today. Um, I got back on the golf course on Saturday. Great to be back. Great to be back. Great to be golfing again. Golf is back.
2: Cosigned. Very much. cosign. sign Jordan speed. Also back.
0: Yes. First yes, convert,
2: yes. He finally back in the top 10 for the first time since he fell off the map. So
0: I saw a graphic. I did not realize, I knew he was in the wilderness. I did not realize he got down to 92 in the world. Oh, like, he was way
2: down there. Oh Yeah. yeah. You got that yeah, you'd be stunned points. to see how far Ricky's at right now. Oh, I no, mean, Ricky, I mean, that's a joke.
0: <laughs> I mean, Ricky's a, He's got to be in the mid-100s. You would think. He's
2: 145 I mean, right now.
0: He's not even making cuts in these, like, small, like, worst field yeah. Tour events.
2: Texas Open, RBC Heritage, last two events, both missed cuts. He has league. missed five of his last eight cuts. And his best finish. And what's incredible about Ricky TV Fowler and made
0: is all he really needed to do after he kind of had his initial run was just stay, like, in the top 50 and compete every once in a while. And he was a guy that sponsors were going to stay with. You literally can't. He's just not, He doesn't even play on TV anymore. Like, you just don't see him play. Yeah. Crazy. Feel bad. He it's seems tough. like a nice guy, too. Yeah. So feel bad for him.
2: He got up to fourth in the world. That was his peak. He top five, I think, in all four majors the one year. All
0: four majors one year, yeah. Mm. Yep. Yep. Got close to one. Got close to yeah. one of the masters. When Padre
2: players. So
0: yeah. Won a Ryder cup. Um, so those are mine. That's what we got. And that's it for this week's episode of the X52 Podcast. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media channels at X 52 Podcast. On Twitter and IG, you can follow Banks at Barstool Banks. You can follow Eric at E D I T T I twenty two. You can follow me at Taylor Smith ten. Once again, make sure to vote for us Maryland Podcast Awards. Um, that tweet is pinned to the top of our Twitter with the link. I think you can vote as many times as you want. So stuff the ballot box for us. Why not? Um, Thread level Monday night has all your X fifty two merch. Make sure to go get your sunnies um, at Fed Thrill X fifty two is the promo code, and we. As always, support Jimmy's Seafood and everything that they do. You know, weekly they're just doing fun and cool things in both stadiums now. So when you head out to Oriole Park this year, make sure to get a little taste of Jimmy's if you're not ever not ever able to get to the the uh, the mecca, the establishment over there. So make sure to support them, and we will see you next time on the Exit Fifty Two podcast presented by Jimmy's Seafood.